0: Since we're on the subject of, um, of not understanding many aspects of the Torah from a literal point of view, uh, we'd like to uh, draw attention to a section, uh, chapter 38 of Genesis. For those of you not familiar with it, uh, it, you can kind of read right through it. It isn't difficult. The English translation... Uh, seems to be accurate, but of course, according to the Zohar, it is not. The English translation is not. But just to uh, provide you with a little background to, uh, to chapter 38, prior to chapter 38, we, uh, we have the narration concerning the sale of Joseph by his brothers, into uh, slavery. Okay? And then, and that's discussed in chapter 37, and then we come to chapter 38, where the verse begins, and it came to pass at that time that Yehuda went down from his brethren, because once this happened, and turned into a certain Adulami Ushmochira Ushmochirah. It says, what does it mean he went down? What does it mean by he went down? What it means is, as uh, the Zohar says, because he fell that he fell from grace of his brother, since he was saw there a daughter of a certain Canaanite whose name was Shua. He took her for a wife. and and she gave birth to actually three sons. The first one was Er, the second one was Onan, and the third one was Shelah. And then it tells us that she ceased to give birth any further. And it says, And Judah took a, uh, a wife for his oldest son, Er. And her name was Tamar. And it says that heir was the b'chor of Yehuda was evil in the eyes of, of the Lord. And the Lord slew him. The Lord slew him. And then Yehuda said to Onan, the second son, to marry her and to establish children for the deceased, which is called Yivum, the liberate. and it says that uh, Ena knew that there would be no children, and he sinned, and again he was he was evil in the eyes of the Lord, and he died. And Yehuda tells Tamar, his daughter in law, to return to her to her father's house until the youngest son, Shelah, shall uh, mature, and because he's afraid that the youngest son, Shelah, the third son, might die, might die, and therefore uh, put it on hold. And it says, V'te'el tamah v'teshe and she followed uh, the advice of Yehuda and returned to her house. And verse 12 then says, And in the process of time, And Yehuda lost his wife. And, he, uh, and, he, and Judah was confident. And here is the part that we want to discuss. And he went up unto his sheep shares to Timnah he and his friend Idha. And it was told to Tamar his daughter-in-law I mean this is all in the Bible I don't I don't know why you know this complete description of of where he went he went to cut you know the shear the uh the uh, wool of the uh, of the sheep I mean, you know, you're talking about a Bible You're talking about a, a document An important document And are all these details really that important? Certainly from a literal translation it, It's a nexus But in any event, that's what it says And she put off She took off The garments of her widowhood And covered herself with a veil I want to stress these words Batchas Bat Saif Vatitalafeshe Betech Enaim and sat in the entrance of Enaim Asher Al Derach Timnata, which is on the way to Timnah. And why did she place herself in that in that position in the entrance of aaiim because she saw that Sheila had already matured, grown up and Yehuda did not present Sheila the youngest son to Tamar to uh, for her husband when Judah saw her, he thought her to be a harlot. This is, incidentally, the literal translation. Zonah, even in modern Hebrew, is considered to be a prostitute, a harlot. He turned to her for he, she had covered her face. She had covered her face and therefore he did not recognize her. And he came to her, and listen to this story. It's one of the, I consider the most incredible stories of the entire Bible. Every time I read it, you know, you kind of still feel bewildered that, no, this is a description in, in, in this book of Revelation. And he comes unto her. Come, I pray thee. Let me come in unto thee asking a prostitute, you're talking about Yehuda, right? You're talking about the chariot of the constellations. Twelve sons, as you know, were not merely twelve sons of Jacob just to provide us with information that he had twelve sons. But the Zohar learns that all of these twelve represented themselves as the chariot's the link our link by making use of these twelve suns, our link to control of the constellations, the signs of the zodiac. And that's and this is Yehuda, who is who confronts a and says, Come with me for the night. And we continue on with this very weird story. Very weird story. Uh, and she said but what are you going to give me? what do you think this is for nothing? and certainly if she represents herself to be a prostitute they don't do it for nothing they do it for for a a livelihood right? and he said I will send thee I will send thee goats from the flock. But men and she said obviously she was smarter than him. He must have thought he can jewel her in, right? I'll send you something tomorrow. You know, it's like the doctors, you know, when before they operate, and rightfully so, and I'm not here to discredit doctors. But, you know, you've got to pay him in advance because the guy dies, who's going to pay him? Right? So, she understood the same principle. And she, and the Torah tells us, just in case you thought she might have done it for nothing. No. Nope. She asked for payment in advance. All right? And he said, I'll send thee a goat. And she said, no, that's not enough. Wilt thou give me a pledge till thou send it? I want you to give me the Hebrew word is eravon. I want you to give me a security, you know, something that I can hold myself I hold on to that, in case you forget to send me the the things you promised me, like gidi izim. Now remember that gidi izim, which means goats, until I. She says, give me something. What should I give you? And she said, thy signet and thy cord and thy staff that is in thy hand. And the fool gives it to her. Right? And, you know, it's very appropriate. I mean, you know, can you imagine if, I don't want to mention any names, but if this guy, you know, left his calling card, guy who thought he'd run for president and he left his calling card that's damaging evidence why would Yehuda even think of doing something like that right it could turn out to be a disaster the community would talk about it you know let's say he didn't you know terrible story all right anyway I guess he didn't think too much about it maybe he was you know he's like a, a lie and they said are Zariye and then he didn't care what the community would have to say and he gave them to her and came unto her and she conceived and she conceived and she arose and went away it says already she conceived can you imagine the Torah is already telling us that she conceived you might think that maybe the Torah is 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 providing information about what happened afterwards right But it says immediately, she conceived, and then she arose and went away. But maybe the Torah knows that she conceived. Right? And so he's telling us in advance. But that doesn't fit in precisely with the story. Anyway, she went away, and she took off the veil from her and put on the garments of her widowhood again. And Judah sent the kids of the goat, he kept his promise, by the hand of his friend, to receive the pledge from the woman's hand. But he couldn't find her. This became serious now, right? He should never have done that in the first place. And he couldn't find her. And he didn't find her. And then he asked the men of her place, saying, Where is the prostitute that was at Anayim by the wayside? And they said, there had been no harlot here. There never was a prostitute there. You just must be living in an illusion. Right? I didn't find them. And also the people of the town don't don't recall that there was ever a prostitute. What is it's really not Zonah so. here already. They turned it into the word Kadesha. Kadosh. But our English, our English translation says harlot. You know, like I tell the Israelis, you know, can't you be satisfied with what... They like a lot of words for the same thing. We have Zona here, right? We have Kadeshah here. Which is it? But anyway, the word is Kadesha. Kadosh, that's a funny... A funny word from the Bible for a prostitute. Kadeshah, harlot. That's the way we get the English translation if you ever buy the... No, a reliable translation. Bayomi, there were even unreliable translations, but this is one of the better ones. Bayomi Yehuda, and Yehuda said, Tikachla la let her take it lest we be put to shame I mean I sent I sent the goat now you come back and tell me you, you didn't find them. and it came to pass after three months that Yehuda was told that Tamar his daughter-in-law must have been must have uh, been a prostitute sure she she uh Involved herself with prostitution. And she is pregnant. From that. From this prostitution. And behold. She is with a child. By harlotry. Awful. And what's Yehuda's response? And Yehuda said. Bring her forth. And let her be burnt. Nice guess. I guess. Some of you don't know the story. Maybe you know all the other beautiful things, the Ten Commandments. Can you imagine if Cecil B. DeMille knew about this story? <laughs> right? This is an exciting one. Ten Commandments. Yeah, you know, some listen, some don't listen. All right? What was so exciting about the Ten Commandments? <laughs> all right? And when she was brought forth, she sent to her father-in-law, saying, By the man whose these are, you know, the signet, the ring, and all of the things that he left in trust with her, By the man whose these are, am I with child? Discern, I pray thee, whose are these, the signet and the cords and the staff, remember those words, that's the one I became pregnant with. And Judah acknowledged them and said, She is more righteous than I. All of a sudden. All of a sudden? She's more righteous? First, she wasn't righteous. Now, what does it mean? Because he's involved, he turns the tables. From a, from a prostitute, she now becomes a righteous person. I mean that that's hypocrisy of the worst class how else can you interpret that alright but <laughs> and she is more righteous than I for as much as I gave her not to sheila my son what does that have to do with it? I mean, she becomes righteous because he didn't give it to her, give her to his son. And he knew her again, no more. you imagine? I'm surprised she didn't bring him up for a custody suit. <laughs> right? Or, you know, another custody suit. What is that, you know, uh, claiming uh, Pater- paternal. paternal suit. Right. This is all literal translations, pretty close to what you might say is one that can understand of what the, the actual revelation of Torah is about. And it came to pass in the time of her labor and behold, twins were in her womb. And it came to pass when she travayed that she gave birth. Doesn't speak anymore about Yehuda. He just seemed to have taken the the quickest exit out of town because all he said was she's righteous and disappeared. And then the Torah goes on to tell us that she gave birth to two children, of which one of those children one of those children, whose name was whose name was Paretz, was the head of the dynasty of the house of David. And this was David's grandfather, King David, King Solomon's grandfather. Well, if, if King David had a son, Solomon, then it had to be, if it was King David's grandfather, it must have been King Solomon's grandfather. Right? Greek, great, right? great, great, great. Right. Many generations. But this is where the house of David came from. This is the story. Okay? I thought you'd... Find it interesting. I've read it many a time, and I still find it interesting. Well, let's see. Let's see what the Zohar says immediately on 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 this on this verse. And incidentally, you would expect what we're going to. It's 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 a very difficult uh, section. Incidentally, very difficult. But the points that will be made uh, will be understood. Except getting it really into detail that requires study of the Es Sefirat. But there is enough there for us to walk away from this section with another opinion. The Zohar says, page ninety four of Achimot. For those of you who have the Zohar, Rabbi Yisroel Patach, the Sape Shem Hashem The name. To tell the name in Zion, the name of of the Lord, and his praise in Jerusalem. This is a verse, okay? In uh, in Tehillim, in Tehillim, okay? Uh, Chapter 102. HaShem HaKadosh Satum veneglah Shehanistahu haba'ah vehneglah hu In other words wherever you see the Tetragrammaton it is revealing mysteries it is the secrets of the Torah and wherever you see the word Aleph Dalet Nun Yud that is referring to the revealed aspect of the Torah VaTorah haKadosh Elyon Everything that is written in this Torah is concealed and also revealed. Vekol pasha shebetorah stuma u'megula kloma sheyish ba v'yesh basod in every sentence, every verse. Shalom adnum. Amr Rabbi Yehuda, me'azut shel echad yatsa kama tovot leolam. Umihi hitama. From this azut, how shall I say azut, one who is, uh, uh, well, <laughs> if chutzpah satisfies everybody, all right, from this chutzpah, but it's even more, more serious than, uh, than chutzpah, but uh, azut, azut, what? Arrogant, arrogant even. Chutzpah doesn't, it means kind of nervy. But this is ar- from this arrogance came much benefit to the world. And who is from this sadeket? Because Yehuda also confirmed that she must have been a righteous person. So the Zohar is not in conflict with the verse. And this is Tamar Shekatuv. Do you remember where she was sitting? If you recall when I read it. She was sitting at the entrance to a place, according to the uh, translation. The entrance of a place called Enayim. But if any of you know a little Hebrew, you know that the word Enayim means eyes. Eyes. What a funny place to... What a funny name for a place. Eyes. From this chapter that we just read, says Rababa. One of the students, the foremost students, in fact, it is Rabbi Abba, who was the scribe who literally wrote down the words of the Zohar, not Rabbi Shimon. He merely uh, transmitted the secrets of the Zohar, and it was Rabbi Abba who wrote him down. And he says, this chapter that we just read is the complete indication that this Torah is concealed and revealed at the same time. He says, I looked throughout the whole Torah. Shouldn't the place be mentioned since it was obviously an important place in Israel? That place should come up again. He says, I've looked through everything and I never saw this place mentioned again. Ella HaKol HaSodot but, what's, line, right? what's that? Petah the entrance to the eyes. Okay? And the Zohar continues. Ma What did this sadek, in other words, Tamar, who the Zohar concurs with Yehuda, was a righteous person. What did she see from all of this? She learned in her father's household, meaning by Yehuda. What's that? Did I say father? Father in law. She's the daughter in law, then he, he's the father in law. She wasn't just hanging out, marrying one son after another, says the Zohar, but she was learning the secrets of the ways of HaKadosh Baruch which means the Lord but actually means more than that what the cosmos was all about How does the cosmos interact with all the people in this world? And because she learned all this Because she learned all this she was destined to bring all of this information to fruition. Can you imagine what's going on? She learned all of the secrets of what the interactions quant if you want to use that word between people and the universe. She learned all that and because she knew it the Lord himself Established everything through her. And just as we have learned that Batsheva, the soulmate of David, was destined to be his wife, from the very beginning, from the time of shit from the time of Genesis. She was already destined to be his wife. So there was no question of who David would marry and who the the successor of the kingdom of David would be. Afkan says the Zohar, Tamah was created Tamar was created from the time of Bereishit to reenact and play out and establish what we have just read. Why didn't she write it down? What what is the meaning of a prostitute? Well, we come all, uh, uh, just a little patience. A little patience. It says that she was sitting at the entrance of this place called E'Nayim. Ma, what does this mean, Petach enayim? And he answers. As it says elsewhere, vu yoshe Petach oil by Avraham, V'katov Vupasach Hashem al petach. it says that Hashem passed over on the entrances, where the Jews sprinkled the blood, V'katov pisku Li Sharet Sedek, open for me, the gates of righteousness, the word Enayim, we are not referring to a city called Enayim, but we are referring to what the word means, eyes. That all the eyes were on this petach, on this entrance. She was sitting at the Petah, at the entrance of the eyes we shortly learn what that means. But it doesn't mean the name of a city, says the Zohar. It doesn't mean the gate of this city called Einayim. But it means the opposite. And it happens to be very nice. What's that? That's what it means. Where all the eyes, all the eyes, were looking, mitzapim. Were focusing on this particular place. Asher al derech now, that doesn't help any of us here, because do you know where Timna was? Nobody knows. What? Timna, you mean the Timna mines? Maybe yeah, maybe no. But in any event, if it says already she was sitting at the... I mean, do we have to know where she was sitting? I mean, how, how much do you want to dramatize the story? Is there a limit? I mean, it's enough that we've got to go through the story... That he wanted a prostitute. Must we have all the details? It reminds me of uh, of um, you know of a uh, Pisces sign. One day, someone comes over to his friend who's a Pisces. He says, "Did you hear the news? They caught this murderer who murdered four people in four different states." So you think? Four different people, and four different, he'd get a little excited, the Pisces. What does he say? Which states were it? (laughs) The emphasis is on which states, right? Not, I mean, on the fact that he just murdered four people, right? He wants to know the four states. I mean, it's not enough that we're learning it, we're hearing it of, of of a narration of Yehuda wanting a prostitute. He's got to give me the details yet, you know, where it happened. So we should always remember where it happened. If we ever come across that location, they probably said put up a landmark, right? You know, like they have landmarks. Remember, this is what happened here, you know. Or George Washington slept here, right? And Yehuda slept here. Oh, that's right, that's right, Jack. Yeah, Yehuda slept here, not George Washington, right? So it's not only enough about that, but it's got to say, that's not enough. You know, just in case you take the wrong road, know it's on the way to Timna. says the Zohar. What do we need it for? That's why Hebrew is beautiful. The Israelis would only learn how beautiful their language is. They may... You know, have a, a greater affinity and maybe a connection with, with what goes on with their language. Timnata comes from a word, Utmunat Hashem Yabit. Timunat means a picture. No, he's not telling us, you know, which road you take to get to this. He's not talking about that. He's talking because the word Timna comes from the word Timunat, says the, says the Zohar. And as she sat down, this thing below, where we can read it in this kind of uh, mundane language. And what came out of all of this was a beautiful description of the cosmos. She was, a, lot um, a connection. Could that be her meditation? She learned something. That's right. That meditation, right? Or, it, doesn't yeah, that right. it doesn't say that yet. It doesn't say that okay. yet. doesn't say yet. We'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Now, it does say in verse 15, when Judah saw her, Vayakhshever I mean, he saw her, and he considered her to be a zonah, a prostitute. I mean, you know, how do we how do we deal with this one? This is getting a little difficult. When we were dealing with Petachenaim, it doesn't mean this, the entrance to the city. We're not talking about that. We're talking about something of a vision, seeing things. She was at the entrance of the eyes. The eyes meaning information, ideas. But here it says. He saw her, the saw her, and he considered her to be a Zona. What is a Zona going to do with this? It also says, why didn't he recognize her? She covered her face, right? What does it mean she covered her face? It's a it's a verse that with she eats up everything and devours and destroys everything with a fiery ash. And she says, I did this is the verse. Where is the verse so you can um, connect with it? uh bet in Mishli, in Mishli, in proverbs 30 and she says lowpathy ofen i didn't do any any transgressions over here this is the verse mywatam umishum shechista panel vee mi sheyodea drachel in mimena What it means here when Yehuda says he didn't see and she covered her face is referring to those people who are blind not literally blind but see nothing and then all of a sudden one day they wake up and say why did this happen to me? What a terrible thing. Where is the Lord? One day they wake up Things turn around in a moment, in a day, catastrophe. What happened? A lot of people say that. Did it really happen suddenly? Is there something? Because the face was covered and the face meaning the information of what's really going on. What's really going on in the world of reality, not in the world of illusion, that most of us are accustomed to? Because I go along with the psychiatrist. He says we all see 5%. The 92%, he says, forget about it. It's dead. It's dead. Can you imagine operating on a 5% level? How much more is going around all around us that we are not aware of? So when it says here, he's talking about a Tamar. A Tamar. And he's describing not Tamar. He is not describing Tamar. He is describing a situation not of, of Tamar the harlot, but describing a situation which burns up, because a harlot does burn up. I don't want to go into That's a lecture on reincarnation. What's so evil? I don't even want to use the word evil. Why it's not practical for a prostitute to be a prostitute. It's not practical. Today, of course, we know it's not practical. With all AIDS going spreading around like wildfire, I mean, it's just not a practical thing. But that's exactly what, what Tamar was telling us. Not talking about a zona. We're talking about knowing. <clears throat> knowing, not guessing what'll be tomorrow but knowing what's going on all the time not to wait until it happens and then what happened and what does it say Vayet el El Oh, I didn't even comment on it it says and he turned unto her by the way right he saw her he didn't recognize her and then he was obviously going somewhere else and he suddenly veers to the side. That's the way the, the verse describes it in, in verse 16. And the Zohar says, oh, Not even talking about a, a way, not a road. He's talking about making connections between white and red, which means Lavan Edom. and a, Edom is red, making connections we, between positivity and negativity. In other words, we're kind of getting a feeling here, we're not talking about a man seeking out a harlot. Now what do we do with the next verse? The Torah is going to take care of it for us. It says... And he approached her. He says, "Come, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee." For he knew not that this was his daughter-in-law. What does "hava" mean to come? No. Does anyone know a little Hebrew here? We have some people. Hava. Hasmana. Hava. Let's go. Let's. 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 But it doesn't mean come. Have. 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 Then give. Give. But it doesn't mean come. It's the contrary. Give. It's, it means give. All right? But what does the verse say? He didn't know that it was his daughter-in-law. Again, are we going to get stuck in the mud? dealing with the daughter-in-law, father-in-law situation here? No. Because someone who is ignorant, someone who does not know what Tamar learned in her household, because Targum Oklas had it right, I don't want this to sound upsetting, but the word Kala in Hebrew means the word for bride. But in Hebrew, that word for Kala also means to destroy. I mean, that's awful. But of course... Those who have been attending the classes on reincarnation and everything else, you've heard the expression, the best way to kill a romance is to get married, right? You've heard that before, right? I'm only speaking of statistics. You know, like the day before the wedding, the week before the wedding, the month before the wedding, the romance that flourishes, incredible. The day after the wedding, it disappears. I mean, is that normal? Very normal. I mean it's normal for most people, but is it really normal? So maybe this is why we we refer to the bride as Kala. <laughs> but in any event <clears throat> if that does happen, says the Zoa, Hatam Shalo Yodahume Mimena. They had seen together that the world was destined to be destroyed. Because after the sale of Joseph, you remember we said there was so much negativity in the world. Selling a chariot, Joseph, who was a chariot. Remember this story follows when? The story of the sale of Joseph, if you recall. And there was... That consequence almost brought the destruction of the entire world. Almost the end. And, and what they, what were, they were, were trying to do here was restore the world. Ki kala tohi zukala mamash This was not the way of destruction that without knowing could be destruction. But no, not Tamar. Not Tamar. The other side of the she was the other side. She knew. She knew. So the same way as the Gemara says and the Zohar says, just like a woman can be an can be a support, and the fact makes Isha Bala, by the very same token, says the Gemara, it's worse than death. What can be worse than death? This is a living death. Death ends in a minute. Having a bad wife can go on for years. So the Gemara, I am not quoting, I I quote nothing of my own, you know. So no one can walk out. If you want to condemn what I say, condemn the Gemara, condemn Rabbi Shimon, Chaz V'Shalom, or condemn the rest I say nothing of my own here. All right? Sounds like I've got something in for the Torah, right? I mean, the way we're talking about it giving it the way it is. We're not finished yet because we have to take care of a couple other places. Anyway, Kiloya Daki Kalatohi. At that point, he didn't know whether the, she was Kala, destruction, or Kala Isha bala. Kalato could mean also his destruction. That's right. That's right. Vayome. Now, here we come to another sticky point. Mati What are you going to give me? We learned that it meant payment, right? What are you going to give me, she asked. That you should come unto me. Atat shicha Not talking about payment. But just as there is a rule, and I'll, I'll explain it. There is a halakha a halakha I say that before marriage the 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 uh, bridegroom should purchase Takshitim, you know, trinkets and, and different things. Well it didn't say exactly it says Takshitim, but do you include diamonds in In, in Takshitim also. Okay, it also means that too. All right. Right. <coughs> He says, since we are coming together to restore the world, to restore the world, because she knew. Remember, she knew. And so she was leading this conversation. no? so she said, what are you going to give me? Because she says, the color requires tachshitim.'" Vayomeh, and he said, "Do you recall what he said? Anochi eshlag gedi izim I'm going to send you some goats from the flock. Right? From the flock, I'm going to send you later. Right? B'domeh says Zor Zoa leMelach Shayalo ben mishpacha achad v'haYah halech behechal raza Melach liinase b'matrun ta Eliyahu u'leivia he had a son. The king had a son, and he wanted to he wanted to marry him off. He was looking, uh, the king was not looking for just any wife. He was looking for what we call the shina. What does that mean? We're talking, what does the Shkinah mean? It's a term, a Kabbalistic term. But what the Shkinah means is that vehicle, that channel that for us, for all humankind is the channel, the proper channel and it's a woman. The proper channel by which we can tap knowledge, consciousness all of the good things that the Creator has in mind. He has in mind anything of a negative nature. Anything that comes our way in the form of negativity, we have already established before, is our own doing, whether it's our doing in this lifetime, whether it's payment for a prior lifetime, but we are the ones that demand that kind of retribution, not not the Creator. And so, in His searching, searching, To find the right one, it says what? And he brings this, this, this uh, illustration example about a king who was looking for the right one. When he found the right one, he says, now I can send away what I thought might be something good for my son. Right. But now that I've found the right one. I shall egaresh et ben ama min ha'echel shali. It's also talking about... Okay. The important thing, I want to go to the next part. Afkan Over here. Anochi eshla gedi izim minatzon. Varei madnu. Mau gedi. What is gidi? Is that the only kind of animal he can send? Is only a, a gidi, Which means a goat? No other goats around? Ele, he says... Vashel Gidi. This may sound for those who are Capricorns, you know, don't get the wrong impression. But you know what a Capricorn is. I mean, I don't say this, but others say no. A Capricorn yeah, but what, what does the sign represent? What? What is the devil? they usually say that a Capricorn stingy doesn't let go of anything he's not a very charitable man that doesn't mean that Capricorns can't rise above their sign but when Avram Avinu who wrote the Sefi Yisida discusses what's that? Oh. discusses uh, the sign of Gedi that's the way he describes it and that's the way the Zohar describes it why remember where it says this is the precept of not to eat from there we learn that you're not permitted to eat meat and dairy together and of course the Zohar raises the question in many parts of the Zohar why does it have to say goat? let it say "Basa, meat from here we learn the prohibition of meat and and, and dairy that you're not permitted to cook them together and the answer is, okay, so state that. Why do you have to say do not cook the gidi, not the meat, not meat, but the goat. Bakalebimo in its mother's milk. So he says, because we're talking about a situation that when meat when this gidi or meat in general what is gidee? What is meat? Why aren't you allowed to eat meat and dairy together? And of course, we do not accept. When I say we, I don't mean me. But Rabbi Shimon does not accept that answer that you can get in your shuls or synagogues or temples. You're not allowed to eat meat and dairy together. Why? Because it says so. Show me where it says so. It says nowhere. It says you can't eat a goat. And why can't you eat a goat? because so it's written. Are we physicists? Do we believe just what is and we never ask why the Big Bang ever occurred? Why does anything happen? All they want to know is what is. Kacha. We do not accept Kacha. An ignorant person accepts kaha. Kaha. So it is. If we are the Amasefer, if we are the nation of the book, if we are, we think intelligent people although we've messed up our lives for 2,000 years but we still consider ourselves to be smart people then why wouldn't the Torah want to tell me why? Why not? And so the Zohar says Why does it say Mo? Why does it mention Gedi? Because what is the sign of Gedi? To draw to itself that's the Sitra Akhra. That's the other side. That's negativity. Negativity of all mankind. Negativity of the cosmos. That's the intrinsic characteristic of the Gedi. That's why, that's what meat's about. It, meat has that quality. And what is milk? Milk is the sharing concept. The only time that a cow can give milk is when she has given Birth to life, she has shared a life with the world, with the cosmos. She has shared a life. She has provided a body for a soul to become incarnated. So that's what Gadi means, right? So when he was talking about Gadi, he's not talking about making a payment for a for 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 a, for a goat. We're not talking in those terms. We're talking about knowledge of the cosmos. We are not discussing. What kind and what form of payment is he going to make? We are not discussing that. Therefore it says... It doesn't say I will give. I will send. In other words, send away says the Zohar. I will send away this negativity from our households. Has nothing to do with payment for having spending a night with her. So we are not discussing payment. We are discussing information about the cosmos. What can destroy the cosmos? is something like the Selfishness, greed, those are the things that can create destruction. Kalato. vatomer We have a problem. Im titen edabon ad sholchecha. She's asking your member for guaranteed. Something that can guarantee that she will ultimately receive. Right? And I asked not to forget about that. In other words, she wanted some assurance that he would be sending her the payment but we are no longer discussing sending payment. Then why did she ask for So the Zohar says, She wanted signs. Signs that they were going to restore. They were going to be able to wipe out. Remember, he says, I'm going to remove negativity. What are the signs, or how can we be sure, or what are the methods by which we can rid the universe, rid the cosmos of this form of negativity? She's not asking for down payments. She's not asking for guaranteed payments. She's asking for knowledge. What are the signs? Remember she said, give me, give me an adavon. give me a sign that I know that I can get payment, a guarantee. What is it that you're asking of me? For us, how will we know when in our own activities, in our own actions, how do we know if they're good or bad? How many times have we done or performed a particular action And it turned out the reverse of what we thought. Oh, I meant, I didn't mean it to turn out that way. I didn't mean to hurt you. I mean, doesn't that happen all the time? How can we learn to avoid? Because not for a moral reason. So I want to be a goody goody. Because we said, by my own negative actions, I bring on me. The inevitable result of negative action. And what is that? Negative retribution. He doesn't send any negative retribution. My action. So she wants to know, how can we be sure about that which we are doing is truly going to be in the course of positivity. Fatoma, and he said, oh, oh, she said, I'm sorry. And she says, Tamar, In verse 18, Chotamcha Uftilecha. I want you to know, I, I didn't stress it before, but it's worthwhile mentioning it now. It says your signet and the cord. What cord? Piece of string? The word is Uftilecha, which also means wick, petil. What is a wick? A piece of string. Why does she want a piece of string? Umatcha and also your 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 um, your, your staff, your your makal, Elohim kshurim kshurim alyonim tachshutei hakala ha midvarachet min gimel elu. These are code words, secret words, codes, codes. That's sofit each word represents, says the Zohar, Netzach Hod B'Yesod that when you can connect when you can connect to the lower part of the Magen David, the lower triad, and for those of you who are a little familiar with the Magen David you know it's not just something you put on an Israeli flag or on a Bet Knesset but you know that we're dealing with Magen David, the Shield of David. We're dealing with powerful energies to protect us. The lower triad of the of the Magen David of the Star of David is representative of three or three bottled-up energies called Nesachod Yesod Vakol Nimsab Gimel Leilu, Vakala Mikan. And from these three, when you connect with these three energies, what does it say, remember? And she became pregnant. Isn't the lower one like the Egyptians, isn't that the pyramid? Let's not even inject it. That's that's negative energy. It's just the opposite. Okay? Okay. that's why I have to be very careful about what's being said we being said here we, we've had experience huh? anyway it means the lower triad of the Magen David not, not anything that is representative of other negative actions and that which you mentioned deals with how we can take more for ourselves and then we asked he gave it to her he came out to her and she already became pregnant. We asked, you know, one, two, three, I mean, right? So he says no. When it says he gave it to her, meaning he gave her the signs of how to make these connections, and then there was what? And then what was inevitable when these three, when you connect with the lower triad? Vatalo. What is, becoming pregnant meaning Amen. growth enlightenment new life wasn't talking about pregnancy over here not that supposed to be the things of your meditation letters Well, well the, the 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 meditations of the Ari can make those connections all right I'm going to try to I'm just going to try to bring in this at least one more point remember it says and after 3 months after three months, do you recall, we asked, after three months he heard the story, and then he says, put it to death. After three months. Acheshe yishlashu achadashim, know that when you establish the three months, what does three months mean? Not three months. These three Svirot. And it says, we'll have to stop here, I'll, I'll leave it up. Anyway. I hope, you know, there is another seven sessions to the full explanation. However, at least what we have learned from, from this dialogue of tomorrow, at least, and from everything else that we discussed this evening, that this book is really a cosmic code and nothing more. It couldn't mean anything less than a cosmic code. Good evening.